bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I was in the middle of my... Hang on. So, I was in the middle of doing my top five at five, and then I came across a story that kind of threw me for a loop. And so I started looking. <sighs> Maybe there's, if I say this out loud, it'll come true. <laughs> Maybe there's something wrong with me. And then Kyle looks up. Yup. <laughs> no, 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 no. 2023, no, no dings and buzzers. They're outlawed on, on my show. So <clears throat> this violent crime plan. So I started looking at this violent crime plan and I'm trying to figure out what it's supposed to do. Purpose of sharing the plan is to be transparent. Okay. It reveals and highlights ongoing issues. Okay. But I'm trying to figure out what it's supposed to do. Highlights reveals ongoing and new initiatives that Milwaukee Police Department utilizes and intends to utilize to prevent, respond to, and reduce violent crimes in our neighborhoods. This plan is continuously evolving as crime trends shift, priorities change, and new initiatives and ideas are explored. And so I picked the district. 
what I believe to be one of the busiest districts in the city, District 7. Or it was. And they have micro-level crime plan. They show the overview of the crime, the calls for service, through community feedback, OMAP, management analysis and planning, data analysis, crime level district analysis, eight micro areas have been identified. The areas are St. Joseph's, Sherman Park, Deneen Park, Capitol Heights, Lincoln Creek, Capitol Heights, Hampton Heights, and Old North Milwaukee. They got community-oriented Initiatives, checking on licensed premises. But see, here's my problem. Where's the detail? You say regular outreach with licensed premises. What is that? Is that a licensed premise car? Is that a tavern car? Is that a check periodically once a week? All of your licensed premises? Expanding community outreach via social media platforms to disseminate crime information and situational awareness bulletins? We do that already. I'm sorry, they do that already. Educational outreach for certain vehicle owners about crime deterrence and prevention. Enhance relationships with faith-based community to increase contact with neighborhoods after a violent crime event and initiatives to flyer neighborhoods. Problem-oriented policing, place-based approach, address increase in shootings and homicide at licensed premises, and, and it goes on. They'll dedicate supervisors and officers to have biannual contact with licensed premises to establish relationships. I don't know if that's enough. That should probably be quarterly. Do some target hardening, which means making it, making it more difficult to become a victim of a crime. I mean, some, some of these things, but the, the accountability metrics, review of crime, But what I'm not hearing, I'm hearing what you're doing. What's the outcome? When you're done with this, what will Milwaukee look like? Are you going to reduce crime? Are we going to reduce, um, let me see if I can get to the beginning of it. Can, it, can, Can we reduce homicides, robberies, aggravated batteries, auto thefts, non fatal shootings, and carjackings by what percentage? 3%? 5% what? Every year we plan on doing what? It's great to have these initiatives, but what's the outcome? When you're done, what does District 7 or District 6 or District 5, what, what do they look like? What do they look like? They've made some changes in some of the districts that have been really off kilter. Changes and shifts, changes in a lot of things that need to be addressed. But I'm not seeing when you're done, what does the city look like? When all these initiatives and all these micro plans are put in place, When you're done, this is all the stuff that you're going to do. But I don't see anywhere in here that tells me, hey, when we're done, this will have decreased this percentage. This will have changed this amount. 
It's intended to inform Milwaukee of the MPD's strategic approach to addressing violent crime. Reflects an overall view. It is not exhaustive. It is not unchangeable. Where are the metrics? Where are the outcomes? It's missing. So why do we have this? It's a waste of time and energy to not say when we're done. To at least do it, and then if you don't reach it, you can say, hey, we came up 85% at the mark. We expected 50%, right? This is the mark, 10%. We expect to make 50%. We got 80. Hey, it's a win. But what do we do? These are the things we're going to do. And then we don't say this is how it will look when we're done. This is how you'll feel when we're done. We talk about all the things we're doing. We know you track the clearance rate. What do you expect the clearance rate to be? What's the current clearance rate? We know you review crime reporting. Okay, how many reports? Um, Community participation. What does that look like? Are you looking to add one citizen for every district? Like what? Like there's there's no regular meetings. How many meetings? Are we meeting weekly, quarterly, annually, every six months? It's a pretty report. You got to give it that. But I know everybody, oh, you're a naysayer. You're a, No, I expect there's a, there's a part that's missing. And I'm pretty sure that's the fearful part. The part that says you failed or you won. You got it. Good doc. Is there data on the talking text line anywhere in that shows crime steadily going down within a four or eight year period? Yes. Prior to covid Crime in Milwaukee had taken a significant blow and it was on its way down. It was on its way down. And that's when homicides picked up, shootings and crimes picked up during COVID. I think they picked up during COVID before we go to break because we relaxed some things because of COVID. We relaxed having to get your driver's license. We relaxed registering your car because for some reason, I guess people turned stupid when it came to COVID. So you had to retool and do it online anyway. Why didn't you just have people do it? Oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to do anything with your car. You can, you can let it wait. Oh, well, that's, that's okay. We'll just wait. And people just say, well, the heck with it. We'll just start rolling and we won't bother. And I see at least... Five times a day, a car with no plates on it. And nobody bothers it. Not always smelling like weed. So we create this underclass of crime, and then we complain about the underclass of crime. Well, if the governor hadn't come up with some of those idiotic rules of letting people slide, we never would be in this predicament. But now here we are. Crime is up. Homicide is up. Battery is up. Domestic violence is up. Domestic violence homicide is up. And what do we get? We get a plan that actually has no teeth. 
You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host. You trying to tell me something, Kyle, from the conversation from earlier today? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) That's the cut, though. Black streets. They don't make music like that. No more. Not to be confused with anymore. No more. Good doc, is there any data anywhere? Yes, there is. The city of Milwaukee has a, uh, every year they publish their crime numbers that you can go back and get year after year. And this year's numbers should go back at least three to four years. Um, the caller added, during the four to eight year period of declining, did crime levels ever get anywhere near the levels from 60s or 70s? No, dude, nowhere near. No. Absolutely. And I should not say dude because this might be a woman. Um, No. No. Don't worry about the typo. No. Absolutely not. They did. They never got close. Uh, But you also have to remember one of the reasons why crime was down in the 60s and 70s is because they kept their foot on the neck of black people in Milwaukee. So remember them. Guys that wore them leather jackets and rolled around in groups of three called the Tactical Enforcement Unit back in the day did a lot of damage. Did a lot of damage. Or so I hear. I wasn't here, so, you know, I don't know. But, but that's, that, that's, that's what I hear. Ironic is this. I met people who were close to um, Harold Breyer. And I didn't know this until after I got to know the person and after I had worked with the person for years. And then I found out that, you know, who Harold Breyer was to them in their life. And I thought it odd because then I started to question, well, are you like Harold Breyer? Or are you your own person and you just happen to have or happen to know him? And I'm not going to say the relationship because when I do, some people in the department would know exactly who I'm talking about. And I always thought it odd because this person was diametrically opposite of Harold Breyer. The things he stood for, the things he did. And, And I always thought it was odd because I deeply respected this person because one, Um, He was a supervisor of mine at a fairly young age. And so I always thought it interesting that um, 
this person was close to Harold Breyer. But yet I still respected the person because I got to know them before. Now, had I known this person had a relationship with Harold Breyer before meeting them, I would have went, uh, no. I would have been like, nope, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. And that would not have been fair. Let people prove their own, let people do their own things, let them prove their worth. And this person did, and I respect them to this day. And we got into a few fights and a few uh, (laughs) dust-ups that uh, made me show even more respect. And for the caller that said, not for air, no, I did not. Um, George Floyd murderer seemed like he was used to using knees and feet. Well, that was a, that's a known thing. For, I'm, I'm not going to even get into it because when I try to explain it, people get emotional and start to scream and holler and get all. And so I'm, I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that go. 833-212-1017 is the number. My second daily call from Sandra. How are you? And don't ask me I'm how I'm doing because you already know because you talked to me already. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk to you again. I couldn't resist. Right. I couldn't resist. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, people yep. always say I treat you bad. Uh-huh. Well, you can treat me bad. I don't care. Don't hurt my feelings because I'm going to call you again. I know. And I'm I'm glad you did. <laughs> but you, you you tell us. You tell us. Uh, you you are contrarian. And uh, you're going to debate what we say. And I always tell you, I'm going to go start looking up my stuff, you know. And, it, and it, then, I, then it makes you go back and read and start looking up. And I mean, it makes you a smarter person, really, because I'm going back looking up this stuff, just like you're talking about the crime. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have been looking that up anyways and watching documentaries and stuff on that. And, I, I, and my point was, since um, we got so much crime and then, like say, if we, we, we get more police, now they got the new one coming out in uh, Atlanta, the cop city, where <laughs> it's going to be like uh, Army. And I'm saying, it, oh, well, time out, I mean, time, out keep... time out, time out, time no, out, no, just time out. No, 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 no I can't let money. that go. No, I can't okay, let go that ahead. go. Yeah, tell me about Cop City. Cop City is, some, is a name somebody else gave it. It's just a facility because if you're if you're familiar, let me finish. If you're familiar with, and I apologize for cutting you off. If you're familiar no, with ahead. Atlanta, mm-hmm. Atlanta literally is cut in two with two counties. Mm-hmm. So at any given time in 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 the city of Atlanta, you have, I forget the other county, Fulton County, and I forget the other county, and Cobb County, mm-hmm. Cobb County, right? And you have the city of Atlanta. So you got three different police mm-hmm. forces in the city. Right. Working. That doesn't include state police. Mm-hmm. So conceivably, you could have four agencies that doesn't include federal and all that. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. Training is confusing. So rather than have three different academies, th- uh, four different this and all that, they decided let's put together a one one place so that we can have all of our training in one place so we can save the taxpayers money. Instead of running three facilities, we'll just run one. And they called it Cop City. People came mm-hmm. to protest, didn't like it. When the police showed up to remove the protesters so that they could do construction, one of the protesters 
shot a trooper in the chest. Trooper had a vest Ooh. on. Trooper goes down. Other officers returned fire, killed the person, and all they reported is that the police killed someone. Yeah, I saw that. And then um, all hell breaks loose. And then the other day, they started throwing rocks and blowing stuff up and throwing boulders uh, at cops and stuff like that. Yeah, well, my point was like, okay, uh, since um, they're adding more cops, and they've been doing it for uh, years and years and years, but crime has just escalated. Ain't nobody been adding no cops. Law enforcement was down before. Law enforcement has been down before COVID. It's been down at least five, eight years. When I left in 2017, we were short. Mm-hmm. So it ain't got better. It's gotten worse. Well, well, why is it getting worse, though? Because y'all badmouth the police so bad that nobody wants to be cops and nobody no, wants family members. I, I you ask me a question. You can't answer my question, Sandra. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, you say y'all. <laughs> y'all, you, you, y'all, you know, one. y'all. Like my mom used to tell y'all, me, y'all is me. a boat. I mean, I yep, bad mouth the bad ones it's that you. turn up this bad. I'm blaming but, you. Um, <laughs> we always need, you know, we always going to need police. And I, I I, look up everything. I looked them up. And they were really basically here for uh, businesses. As I got started, besides slavery, catching the slaves. But, um, no, I don't bash them because you're going to need police. And now they got the ambulance attached to them. So when you call police, you're gonna to have to call the ambulance and all that stuff. So, but uh, no, I I'm just saying, uh, um, from what I was looking at, crime uh, uh, escalated because I was looking at that documentary, and they they showed you the graph on how much crime had es- escalated and moved up through the years. Right. So I'm sitting up here saying, well, if you keep adding more police or more whatever, you're but gonna they're add, not. But they're not. System. You're making an assumption. But look they're here. not. Okay, then then look here. Okay, say uh, when somebody uh, it used to be you could get out on be- uh, uh, good behavior, and now they say a lot of the prisoners making stuff for these places we buy our goods from, you know, like J.C. Penney's and stuff like that. And to me, those are jobs for the people we could have. Okay, but they're down. Yeah. Uh, huh. They're down. Okay, well, I'm, hey, you give me some more information to look up. I'm going to look it up. You know, I look up stuff. I'm telling okay. you, every department is crying and complaining. In Europe, mm-hmm. they're, they're crying and complaining. They cannot find people to be police officers. Mm-hmm. And, so and a lot of people die, say they're good. They're going to die anyways. Well, let people die. Then, then they don't need us no more. The world oh, don't need us. They need robots. That's kind of, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Place, take the I knew that was coming. Else. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye. 833-212-1017 is enough. Did we just take a break? Uh, about 12 minutes ago. Wow. Where did time go? The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Pretty. 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 Pretty.
Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Aaron Rodgers is gone. He gone. He here, but he gone. He leaving. I do have a question. You played sports, Kyle, correct? Um, yes, I did. I forget where it is, but there um, should there be a transgender athlete ban? I'm sorry, what? Should there be a transgender athlete ban? Should there be a ban at transgender athletes? Of transgender athletes playing on teams. No, they should be able to play on their own separate teams. I think you should actually say yes. They shouldn't be able to play on their new genders team. I mean, uh, it gets really tricky when you start talking about boys going to girls sports and girls going to boys sports. That's when it gets tricky. If there's a unfair physical advantage by the change, I don't think it should occur. I think they should have. A, I think they should have trans a transgender athlete, just like they have boys. They have right. girls, and they have transgender athletes. So just if to, you're a guy, so so if if I'm hearing you right, if you're a guy mm-hmm. and you transition to woman, mm-hmm. there should be a women's sport. Let's say swimming. Just for trans women. Yes. Okay. And I well, okay. well and yeah, they should make it for trans women, and then they should make one for trans men. And if they wanted to, they could make one for just trans individuals. I don't know what that means. I mean, like, if I, I, to, I, honestly, I mean, just, if trans like, like, individuals just wanted to like, compete against each other, then I think fine. Why not? Okay. And I'm it's and like I want non-binary or who don't well, th- who don't call themselves men or women or male or female or I think. That may be different. I don't know. I haven't seen a non-binary lawsuit quite yet where somebody said, I identify as this, but I want to compete as this. Because I think something that goes, I don't I don't know all the state laws, <laughs> but I think something goes with it is whether somebody is actually transitioning to be a certain sex. I say no matter what. I'm torn with the, the, bo- the, bo- the girl going to a boy. I'm kind of torn with that one competing against boys. I say no. I don't think they're at too much of a disadvantage. Uh, even they know. are taking, we don't know. They are taking testosterone. I don't care. I mean, that could increase something. No, it could testosterone. That's what the, so it what could about, increase what strength. About grown men now playing as women in women's sport. No, like like the fact that who was it? Was it People or Time or whoever made the female trans swimmer who won all the medals and won all the races make them a woman woman of the year i thought that was insulting to women i didn't even know leah thomas became the woman of the year i mean you should have known it didn't matter after they gave uh caitlin jenner the woman of the year yeah that's insulting to a courage award that's ins- well courage i can see there's a lot of people that have courage just like caitlin jenner who did the exact same thing right what makes caitlin special because they already know that you know they're already famous and that's the unfortunate part. Um, you get notoriety because of who you are and other people who are struggling, good or bad, are overlooked. But I don't think men, I don't think men who transition to women should be going into women's bathrooms either. Like women, if a woman does not feel safe, that trumps a man and his hurt feelings of not being accepted as a woman in a woman's bathroom. If a woman does not feel safe, they should not 
have to go in a bathroom with a with a man who now is a woman. So and if they don't feel safe, why does why does why do people err on the side of well I don't want to make them feel bad. What about the woman feeling safe? I think that's a little more important. I think that's important. And there have been instances where where bad things have happened. And I'm I'm not going to bash them because it's not everybody. But there are some instances where bad things have happened. So I think at some point, um, I think at some point, something has to happen. Talking text line, Aaron will make money off a documentary about his career in about five years. Who would care about his career? Me. This story will include how he played the media like a fiddle off every offseason. Jets have sucked since Broadway Joe. Uh, 12 is likely to retire as a Packer. False. I don't think so. Look, look. Wayne said, Dr. Ken, you're on a slippery slope. What about transgender not feeling safe going into a men's room? Excuse me. Why I don't can't they have their own, Ken? Time I mean, out. Time out. I don't understand what they mean because a transgender woman going into a men's bathroom. Okay. They, I, I get what they're it's, saying. It, I think it, it's probably safer for a woman to transition to a man and go into a man's bathroom than it is for women. And I'm talking about how you feel. I'm not talking about statistics because I don't have statistics well, no, and data I, on that. But I think women who are heterosexual, feel some kind of way about a man who has transitioned to a woman coming into the bathroom with them. I just feel like we need to evolve. I agree. I feel like we need to evolve. I think as a country, we need to recognize. No, no. I feel like as a country, it needs to be what the Milwaukee Bucks have done. And not to the extent that I would do is that they have their own bathroom. Yeah, they have gender neutral bathrooms. And I think it should be it should Mm -hmm. grow even more. No, no, gender neutral. That means you get to make no. a choice. You I have, think you should have all, all, all three. You're saying right? yes, okay. all, all three bathrooms: a men's but, bathroom, a women's bathroom, and, and gender, gender neutral. And, and I, if you're trans, gender neutral. Or, or if you're straight male, straight female, you want to use gender neutral. It is what it is. But what I'm saying is, is that they should expand those gender neutral bathrooms instead of being no know, because solo then bathrooms. They'll all end up being gender neutral. No, oh yeah, that, there is a slippery slope. No. I'm sure there is, but I have See, no. That's what I'm talking I, about. I think. You know, I think people should push back, but I think there should be gender neutral bathrooms that have more than just one stall. And I think they should have large gender neutral bathrooms that allow for individuals to make a choice on whether or not they want to use that bathroom. I can tell you those lines get very long at Pfizer form. Starbucks and I'd be more than Seattle. I'd be more than happy to use a gender neutral bathroom. I ain't the got no shame in my Starbucks game. Starbucks in Seattle has that. All of the bathrooms are gender neutral. That is an issue because men were mixed with women. That was a problem, too, because some women did not want to be around men when they're going to the bathroom. And I understand it. So my 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 issue is not anti-trans, anti-anything. My my issue is, why can't we just have our own? Why does it have to mix? What is that? It's called privacy. But for some reason, we don't really we don't really go for that. 833-212-1017 is the number. Steve, you're on the new 1017 of Truth from Cudahy. You still beat me up about Ali and, and, and LeBron? Well, you know, uh, I also <laughs> wanted to talk a little bit about that transgender, and I'm going to try to fit it into your time. 
<laughs> but here's the thing. Um, I don't think LeBron James, the only person I have respect for right now that's really trying to do something and made a sacrifice was Kaepernick. I mean, uh, Ali, I think he was forced into a situation, but he but he withstood it and he made us proud. Correct. You know, and and LeBron right now, it's a lot of things that it's not just him. I think it's a lot of these athletes nowadays. They fear repercussion if they stand up, especially after what happened to Kaepernick. But uh, I used to wonder why all these athletes don't stand up and, you know, denounce the violence and all this other stuff that's going on out here. But now I see why. After what they did to uh, Kaepernick and uh, and later on Kanye, after he stopped talking all that nonsense and he finally said something about the right people, they took over $700 million of his money and tried to put him in prison for uh, tax evasion. But uh, another thing, I think it's only fair that we heterosexual men and women know who we're dating, you know, have a right to know if someone had a sex change and now they identify as a member of the opposite sex or, or whatever. I don't, and that's why these people out here are getting killed because some of them are, and I don't condone what's going on. I don't condone anybody getting killed over it, but I mean, people feel like they're being duped. You know, you thought you were dating a woman and you were dating someone that used to be a man. And, and if they would have let them know from the beginning, Hey, I'm a woman, or I'm, I'm, I'm a woman now, but I used to be a man. Do you want to deal with this? then it might have came out better. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. Well, thank you much, Steve. Appreciate it. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. 833-212-1017 is the number. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to the Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Hey, by the way, Black Business Give Back is back. We have, again, teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. So to sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, Visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to where? Blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member. F-D-I-C. And don't forget, next Wednesday, I'm going to have um, Bell and Wright Financial Advisors, uh, J.B. Bell and Erica Wright from Northwestern Mutual, to discuss how they will celebrate Women's History Month and discuss how women can continue to break through the financial glass ceiling. That's 415 next Wednesday, March 15th, right here. Truth in the afternoon on the new 101.7 The Truth. If you don't know, it's financial empowerment with Northwestern Mutual. So it's going to be pretty, pretty um, enlightening 
next week. 833-212-1017 is the number. I need to click this here. And you can go with... <laughs> number five. Uh, if you didn't notice, it snowed today. The highest totals were in Howard's Grove. You know where Howard's Grove is? Actually, yes, I do. By now, Sheboygan. You take uh, 43, 43 north. north to 57. Then you take 57. I usually veer over and go over to the Ostoff and hang out over there. And They got a pretty cool coffee shop that's in a bank, an old bank. It's pretty cool. Anyway, um, Howard's Grove, 10 and a half inches. Mayville got five, which is due west of there. Milwaukee got 10.1. I know, because it's all on my front sidewalk, and now I got to go home. And yeah. Did it always snow in March like this? Or I feel like I've seen stuff with snow and the largest snow totals, but do you remember growing up as a kid? Do you remember snow in March? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it, it snowed one or, one or two days. Um, in March, so... But usually by St. Patty's Day, it was it was kind of over. I think. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be absolutely wonderful. Number four. A planned downtown park would honor the late civil rights pioneer Vell Phillips. So um, a city-owned park at Wisconsin Avenue and North Vell R. Phillips Avenue Cavalier Johnson administration believes it's now has the it now has the funding to advance the project, but at a much greater cost than initially thought. And so they expect it to cost about sixteen million dollars. I think that is well spent money. I think people we have in our community like uh, Vel Phillips, like um, Dr. Bill Finlayson, I think I think those are the kinds of things that we can we can do so for me i think it's important number three it's kyle's fault but i thought i'd bring it up anyway erica herman you know who that is no sir that is the longtime girlfriend of golfer tiger woods who filed two separate not one Two separate complaints after a six-year relationship between the pair came to an end. Both filings were made in circuit court in Marin in Martin County, Florida. The first suit filed in October of 2022 alleges a trust owned by Woods violated the Florida Residential Landlord Tenant Act by breaking the oral tenancy agreement. The filings state the actual damages are likely to be in excess of $30 million. I don't think so. Uh, Woods is not named as a defendant. And in December, the file, the trust filed a motion for the court to dismiss with prejudice in response to Herman's complaint, alleging that the dispute between the two began when Woods broke off his relationship with Herman in October and informed her she's no longer welcome in Woods in Woods' home. It further states that the non-disclosure agreement between the two required confidential arbitration and all disputes between Herman and Woods and that Herman's suit violates that agreement. The copy of the NDA is attached to Woods' trust motion, but the publicity 
available, but the but it, but the publicly available version of that document is redacted in its entirety. So basically, what happened is he got tired of her and said, "I'm done with you," and then went and took her to the airport. And then when he dropped her off, said, "Oh, by the way, when you come home, don't come home. All your stuff is packed up. It's at the door. Beat it. Get out of here." Oops. Number two. Well, still in southeastern Wisconsin, 40,000 people are without power. And so We Energies is still working on it. And so they are doing their very level best to make sure that people in southeastern Wisconsin have um, Power. So if you are without power, make sure you keep in contact with your friends, keep in contact with your family. And yes, I'm talking fast because we have um, a caller. Number one. Well, if you heard my opening, you know, SVB Bank in California failed. It was the second largest failure in the history of banking in America. Uh, We haven't had the largest failure since Washington Mutual failed in 2008 at the height of um, the financial crash in 2008. And now the second largest has come. uh, We don't know how it'll shake out. We know the market was down today because of several things. And I don't know. Only time will tell. 833-212-1017 is the number. Ms. Shaq, you got about 30 seconds. What's going on? Hey there, I can wait, you know, because I do have a comment on your topic. Okay, you're going to have to talk in 30 seconds. The show's ending. Oh, it is? Yes, ma'am. Thanks. <laughs> well, I wanted to comment on the, <laughs> I wanted to comment on Cavalier's uh, crime plan. I thank you for explaining that because, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's not connecting. And also that Cop City, thank you for explaining that. I didn't know that. But, you know, I I think that black people need to recognize and be accountable for the crime element in our communities. And we we have to have some type of robust, uh, uh, you know, implementation to uh, address that crime. And Cavalier is not doing that. Uh, Johnson is not doing that. No, he is not. Thank you, Ms. Shaq. I appreciate you. Uh, you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you, Kyle Wallace. Uh, Cavalier Johnson did a plan along with the chief of police and all the other folks, violence prevention, and it talked about a lot of things it did. It just never really came up with what the outcome's going to be. So that's why I complained about it. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Never miss a show by streaming us on multiple platforms. The Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Check us out all weekend long. The best of. I'll be back on Monday. Four o'clock sharp. And maybe I'll be sharp. No? Just dress like a bum like I am now. All right. Have a great weekend. I didn't weekend. call you a bum, by the way. I don't <laughs> want anybody to think I called you a bum. I did not. Kyle called me a bum. Stay. I'm kidding. Stay safe. Stay dry. Stay warm. I'm out.